guys. Welcome to Who's the Man? Season 2. Yeah. How are you guys doing? We're here. We're ready. We're back after three months off. We have our first live studio audience today. That's right. Yeah. The one and only Nate Mangus is with us today. His yep. dad's a great listener. Yeah. yeah. So it's great to, to have Nate here listening to us as we record. And uh, I mean, I'm just really excited to, to get back with you guys. It's been, like I said, it's been the whole summer and uh, I'm sure each of us have had a lot going on, but we're going to spend this time just kind of catching up and, and seeing what exactly has been going on with us this summer, right? That's right. Yeah. I think that's an important thing of just, hey, we're just three guys who, you know, I don't know, sometimes people think, oh, they work at the church or pastor or worship leader or whatever. And we live at the church and all we do is the church and actually do have lives outside of that. It's <laughs> sometimes. So, yeah, right. Yeah. So let people in on that. Absolutely. So who are you guys? Well, my name is Mitchell Ross. <laughs> no, we won't have to go through the, all the introductions. You can go back and listen to the first episode <laughs> for, for that. But uh, no, uh, for me this summer, it's been kind of fun because, not, I guess fun, I mean, it's, been a, it's been a fun summer, but interesting was the word I was going to use because usually, you know, most people take a summer vacation like June, July, or August. My family went away to see my parents in Arizona in early May, and then we're going away again in October with my family. And so no summer trip, no, you know, it's been a, you know, hey, we're here for the long haul this summer. But that has given us greater intentionality to just focus on doing the, the fun summer activities together as a family. And we've really made family time a priority, whether that's going to Idlewild. We had Idlewild passes and, and enjoying the amusement park and the rides and, the, and all that good stuff over there, or just going to people's houses and hanging out at the pool, simple things like that. That's really what my summers look like outside of the work and church life. It's just hanging with family and doing the fun summer activities, you know. And you guys are in a relatively new house for you guys, too. Yes. I mean, just you have a park near you mm-hmm. and some activities you can do around. You're just probably still exploring your new neighborhood. Oh, we really are. Like, like you said, it's been less than a year since we moved into the Greensburg area, Greensburg, Pennsylvania. And I think that, uh, you know, my kids, my daughter's three and a half years old, and she loves to name the parks by their colors. <laughs> and so, you know, we've made sure we've hit the red park and the blue park and the green park, you know, <laughs> and, and do that. Every so often and keep that park rotation going, but it's, it's fun for us to just get out and meet people and, and see what other young families are in the area and just have fun together. Yeah, That's, they say they say park variety is the spice of life. <laughs> it really is. You know, it's if it was just that park that's down the street, that's fine. It's nice to walk to. But the kids like the bigger the slide, the better, what, right? What park is down the street? What uh, color? It, it's the Green Park. The Green Park. Green park. Yeah. Gotcha. But the kids' favorite park is the Blue Park, and that one's about five minutes away, so it's pretty doable. Okay. But what has what has Josiah been up to this summer? Yeah, have you been going to a lot of parks with with kids? I have I have not. Seeing as I don't have kids, that would not be would right. probably be frowned upon if I was. No, I haven't been to any parks this summer, which is a little bit of a bummer. But it's been a good summer for me as well. A couple of my cousins got married over the summer, so that's always a joy. I have a really big family, so mm. every year now it seems like there's at least two. Uh, my two cousins who got married this year, they're from the same family, and their younger brother is getting married later this year. Oh, wow. So three out of the four of them in one wow. year are now married, and uh, it's going to be great. But uh, yeah, so we got to go down to the Outer Banks and catch up with family. Mm-hmm. The one, My one cousin, she wanted uh, a whole week uh, rather than do kind of some big elaborate wedding. It was just, hey, let's spend a week um, all in the same place together, which was sort of a family tradition growing up anyways, to go down to the Outer Banks and do that. So Got to, got to go down and, and do that, visit family, my, my immediate family, bunch of cousins and everything. So um, I've had, I feel like, maybe the most summer 
summer <laughs> that I've had since <laughs> What becoming, do you mean by that? Yeah, well, I don't know. I just feel like as a kid, you, summer's the best time in the world. I, all of my summers growing up were spent riding bikes, playing games, doing things around the neighborhood, and that goes away as you get older. You start working, you start having summer jobs and things, and so summer vacation sort of stops existing. So this this year, having a, a little bit of a, a break in there and getting to see lots of family, which you know normally I'll, I'll see family maybe once, maybe once or twice a year, um, and that's not even guaranteed my extended family. So mm. it's been a good summer for me, man. I no complaints, no complaints, no parks, but, but the beach. The, <laughs> but beach, the beach, beach is one of my my favorite places to be. So the, it's been, and the Outer Banks in particular is one of my favorite places oh. in the world. What's yeah. what's your favorite part of just being at the beach? Uh, so we. There are lots of different types of vacationers. Two main types. One is the, peop- the person who goes and just relaxes. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to plan anything. That's me. Uh, and then the other person who's like, all right, we're here. We're going to go see this tourist attraction. We're going to go to this museum. We're going to d- go to here this day. We're going to go out to eat this night. Um, I'll go and do some of that stuff every once in a while. But when I get to, when I get to a vacation, I like to just totally unplug yeah. and just spend time. Whatever comes up, whatever happens, happens. Um, so it was it was great. That's my type of vacation. I feel like the beach lends itself to that. So mm-hmm. I can just hang out. You go. You walk down to the you know to the sand. You walk down. You can go back up to the house. We were in a cool spot where you know the place that we were staying at. There was a, a great basement area, and so we had you know ping pong and pool and a little poker table and everything. So uh, that's kind of my ideal my, my ideal thing. So it's been a great summer for me. Um, yeah, Chris, how's your summer been? Good. I, Outer Banks also. Nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Two. Yeah. You lucky guys. I know. It was, it was great. And our, our family tradition is our whole, my extended family is there. So my parents, my sister and her family, my brother and grandkids are now getting, are married and getting married and having kids. And so it's a whole new dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really funny. And it, it dawned on us while we were there. I don't know why, but like when our kids were little, we went out to dinner every night. And we would, you know, mm-hmm. when you go to the beach, you wait an hour, hour and a half yeah. for a table. And now that our kids are older, we cook in almost every <laughs> night. Like maybe we go out for dinner once, maybe twice, and that's it. We're just like, what were we, like, why did we put ourselves through, like, having to <laughs> right. entertain our kids for an hour, hour and a half waiting for dinner? And I think it was because, like, the none of us wanted to cook, and we just were, like, we are so brain dead from you know parenting and everything they're just like <laughs> i get that it's a whole different yeah it's a whole different season of life yeah so we just we cooked out on the grill almost every night and just like you said we didn't do anything we just relaxed and spent time with each other which is just such a life-giving time yeah and watching the newlyweds and all of that, new baby, all that is just, it's a... Yeah, it's I think fun. I think we counted, uh, I, I think because I'm in the same spot, a lot of my cousins are getting married, starting starting families. I think we had 13, like, little ones mm, there, wow. which is just so cool. So you have kids the whole week climbing on you and punching you and all, the, all <laughs> yeah. those things. It's fantastic. Um, but you have a favorite vacation game. You guys are big game fans. Uh, we, I don't, there, there's always a game of... Whatever it's called, speed boggle, huh? Or speed scrabble, speed scrabble. That's ah. what it is. Speed scrabble. <laughs> they do play boggle, but they play not the, speed version of that. No, 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 there's no speed boggle, but speed scrabble that there seems to be. And then uh, what's the? Are you good at that? I don't play any of those uh, okay. word games. I just like 
No, yeah. I'm terrible at that. You know, and these like, yeah, I'm out of my league. Is your right. family a big bocce family? Not done any beach bocce. games, I guess. The what's the ball that you hit against the spike, spike ball. ball? Spike ball, yeah. Spike ball is a a big hmm. game for our family. Yeah, and Dutch blitz. Okay. Okay. So like, we'll bring multiple uh, packs, mm-hmm. and like, we have to mark the cards to know who's is who, and mm-hmm. just and go at it. So yeah, yeah. that's fun. Great. Yeah, well, hey, if you're listening, we'd love to hear what you've been up to this summer. So, I don't know, send in, you know, what's the best memory you've made this summer? What's uh, yeah. maybe a, a best movie that you've seen or book you've read or right. anything like that? We'd love to love to hear from you guys as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you can go on and follow us on Twitter at Who's the Man uh, and send us your reply. Uh, favorite memory from summer, best movie, best vacation moment, you know, whatever you got. Uh, go check us out at Who's the Man. So do you have a, did you guys have a, a movie of the year or of the summer? Hmm, that's a great question. I, I got to go with my first instinct. I'm, I'm a big Marvel Cinematic Universe guy, so uh, Thor Love and Thunder was nothing like, you know, upper echelon of Marvel movies, but it was just a solid, fun, movie-going experience. Uh, I know Josiah might differ on that, so, <laughs> you know, we'll see what his favorite movie is, but that was mine for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like it's almost, it's hard for me to speak to because I just don't, I'm not a huge movie guy. I, like I follow along with kind of what Marvel's been doing, and um, yeah, Love and Thunder was was all right. It, you know, same thing with the Doctor Strange. I, but other than those two movies, I haven't really seen many this summer. So. What about the series that premiered right at the beginning of the summer, Obi Wan Kenobi? Yeah, yeah, Obi Wan was a lot of fun. I, I liked that a lot. That's not a movie, but I'll, I know that's that, <laughs> TV that's series. probably my favorite uh, TV that I've seen. Um, yeah. Entertainment that I've yeah. seen this summer. I, I loved Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that a lot. How yeah. about you? Yeah, all summer I wanted to see Top Gun, and when one day down at the beach everybody was going, and I don't know what I was doing. Like I'm not going, um, and then they ended up not getting tickets anyways because <laughs> it was sold out. Uh, but I still haven't seen it. Like so, I that's a disappointment. But I know <laughs> I'll eventually see it. But the Gray Man uh, yeah. movie. So I, I've read all the books, uh, and so it just. To see the first one come out as a movie, I was really excited about that. Um, and I was thinking it looked like it was going to be a little bit uh, sketchy, just the way that... Chris Evans with the mustache. Yes. I was <laughs> like, is this a spoof? Is this, What's going on here? And then I was like, okay, they, they actually did it right. So I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that that all worked out. Right. And seeing Ryan Gosling not in a romantic comedy was actually right. was yeah. fun to see him. Yeah. He did it as the lead uh, you know, protagonist in that movie. He did an awesome job. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely good. agree with that one. Yeah. How about books? Any any books you guys read this summer that jumped out? Hmm. Yeah, so the I read a series. It was great. I read a, a series called The Wingfeather Saga, um, and it's a series by Andrew Peterson, Christian author and songwriter, and it's a they're kids stories. But man, I, I loved them. They are chronicles of Narnia esque. If you're hmm. if you're looking for something to read, that's it's light, but it's deep, man. He goes, he gets into it. So I read those. My sister got me the first book for Christmas, uh, and so I, I kind of, I had read that, and I was like, man, I want to read the rest of these. So I, so I ordered the, the other three, and read through those. Just a fantastic book series. I mean, he talks, he touches on a lot of really powerful things, just kind of from you know human experience and life and things that we experience. Is the the protagonists are just you know, it's a it's a young family, and so the kids are you know twelve, whatever it is, twelve, eleven, and nine or something like that, and so. That was a great series, um, and I'm currently slowly, uh, slowly but surely, making my way through Holier Than Thou from Jackie Hill Perry. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's just been, that's been really good, man. It's been, it's been life changing in some ways. Just the 
the perspective that she gives on God's holiness. Um, mm-hmm. So those have been the the kind of the series and the book I'm currently working through that have been great great this summer. I'll have to check those out. Both of them sound really interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For me, I mean. Unless we go more than 10 minutes on this podcast without mentioning John Eldridge. Uh, <laughs> his new one. His, his new book that released earlier this year, Resilient, uh, yeah. is something I'm just finishing up right now. And so I listen to audiobooks, I, you know, just with my little ones in the house. You know, my reading slash listening time is usually when I'm doing the dishes at 9 o'clock at night. And so that's when I get my book time in. And so... Uh, and the reason I note that is because listening to his books is even more life-giving than reading them, I feel like, because his, his, the way he just conversationally a- approaches the, each line by line, it's, just like, it's almost like he's sitting there talking to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the topic at hand is, is just one that's like, okay, we're in a trying time. You know, our culture hasn't even paid the check that COVID pandemic has, has maybe uh, made us need to cash. And, and it's like, we need to stop. And, and do an inner perspective, uh, look into our lives and see, you know, where we need to take care of our soul uh, and what that means, what that looks like. And so the really practical things at the end of each chapter, and I just, it's been really challenging, but also encouraging at the same time. Yeah. I love it whenever somebody who wrote the book is also mm-hmm. reading it. Right. Because I just think they do a better job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, uh, that sometimes will be a determining factor if I will listen to yeah. an audio book. Is, it, is the author, yeah. you know, reading yeah. this? And I'll be like, eh, I don't know. I don't yeah. really. Yeah. The only time that I've, like, uh, like a, a narrated story, like a novel, I guess is what I'm trying to say, like the last Hunger Games book I listened to on an uh, audio version, and the narrator was just fantastic. So okay. if, if you're a Hunger Games fan, listen, oh, to, the, yeah. listen to the ballad of, of Songbirds and Snakes, or Snakes and Songbirds, whatever order it is. But that's, that's one of the best audio lessons I've ever heard. But Chris, do you read any books this summer? I'm sure you did. Probably one a week. I, I Probably more like two. <laughs> I've always got a fiction and a nonfiction mm. book going all the time. Um, the Gospel Comes with a House Key. I don't know if you guys have heard it's that. It's on my reading list next. Oh my goodness. That just talked about, hmm. you know, just challenging, convicting, like I'm laughing, I'm crying. Mm. I'm just like, mm. let's completely change our lifestyle. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness, so good. Um, Rosaria Butterfield mm. is the author. Um, and then just Zero Six is the, the newest Gray Man book okay. that came out. So I think the next one's coming out in February of next year. So I'm always, as soon as those come out, I, I'm on the immediate send it to me uh, list. So Nice. Just those are most recently um, what I've been listening to, or watch, or reading, rather. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we uh, we touched on it for a minute, just kind of a little bit of a, of a deeper subject material. So we wanted to sort of transition into more than just what we've been doing, fun and, and you know, casual and reading and movies and all that stuff, and kind of ask maybe a couple questions for... Uh, some of what what we what's been going on spiritually for us uh, for each of us it's you know summer is a time where some people dig in man they, they they go for it and other other people it's really easy to disengage so um, we had just kind of three three questions that we wanted to tackle a little bit three questions for you to consider you know as you're sitting here listening to us talk and listening into the podcast so um, you know the first question we wanted to ask is just how have you guys been rooting your life in your relationship with God this summer. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go first. You know, my big thing has been just Sabbath keeping. So Friday has always been my day off as long as I've been a pastor. Just that's uh, been my my rhythm or whatever. Um, but never seen it as Sabbath keeping. It's a 
day off to catch up on sleep, maybe, you know, to cut the grass, to do projects around the house, to go do whatever. Um, it's really not a day dedicated to God. Mm-hmm. And just the campus pastors have been really challenging one another and holding each other accountable for our spiritual health and knowing that uh, Sabbath keeping is at the very core of that. And it just, it, it dawned on me, you know, I don't know why it just, just dawned on me now, but like, you know, this is the, the fourth commandment, right? Hmm. Keep the Sabbath holy, right? And it's just like, hey, if I was, you know, if I was being honest on the podcast and being like, hey, you know, I just want to let you guys know that, you know, I'm, you know, having an affair, you know, and just like breaking whatever number that is, seven, you know, everybody be like, that guy should not be the pastor of the church, <laughs> right. right? He broke one of the commandments. Like, what in the world? He's committing adultery? Like, get him out. You know, it would, and it would blow up my marriage, all that kind of stuff. But, like, so number four is okay to break? Mm. You know, like, oh, it's just, it's been so convicting. And, you know, and trying to figure out just what does that mean so that it's not a legalistic, like, I can't do anything. I can't, you know... Jewish law says you can only take so many steps on the Sabbath and all that kind of stuff. And make sure you have a Fitbit. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and so just that's been like, how do I do this in an authentic way that's actually life giving the way that it was meant and designed to be? You know, man was not made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath for the man. And so, like, what does that mean for me practically? And, you know, it's a challenge. Like, tomorrow is Friday, but I have a wedding, right? In the middle of the afternoon. And so I'm working on my Sabbath, right? Because it just, that's the way sometimes it happens. And so I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like, but it has been incredibly life-giving to, to journal longer, to prayer walk longer, um, watch you know, my favorite pastors preaching and things like that, um, read more, just like mm-hmm. the life-giving thing. So that's... That's what how I think God's been working in me this summer um, and shaping me to be a man after his own heart. Hmm. How about you, Mitch? I think for me, it, the intentionality of, of doing the little things the right way. And what I mean by that is kind of like just, you know, there's th- you know, we talk all the time about the importance of time with God, uh, whether that's Bible, uh, reading your Bible and, and praying and, and just having that quiet time. But... It's so easy in in every stage of life, but in this particular stage that I'm in, for that to just be something that happens whenever I have time or whenever you know it's convenient. And, and obviously, if you're not making it a priority, it just doesn't happen. And so at the beginning of this year, really, but even so, more so as it got into the summer, it's been like, okay, what's just the little things that are, are going to help me do that? And I think for me, I've found like doing certain plans on the Bible app Instead of just opening up my Bible app and being like, "All right, today I'm in," you know, it's the 25th of uh, of the month, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read Proverbs 25. You know, instead of just you know doing something random like that, not not that that's a bad thing. You know, reading Proverbs a day is good, but you know, something more structured, I guess, is what I needed. And so I've been doing these different plans uh, on the Bible app, and I love the ones where I can get um, my wife Lauren involved and and do it like whether it's like a marriage uh, devotional topic or. Um, you know, something that just applies well to both of us and, and doing things together, it makes it even more helpful because they have the feature where you can write a comment on what you learned. Uh, you can check in when you're done with the day and it kind of keeps you accountable that way. 
uh, and it's just we've only done a couple times so far, and just once really makes me want to keep doing that with her so that we can, you know, talk about things that we're reading not only in God's Word but in these devotionals and just. You know, keeping the the priority of, of growing in my faith, uh, my word, my phrase for the year is like a tree, but growth and you know my growth for His glory. It's kind of been the secondary tagline mm. of like of, of like a tree, uh, and so I always think growth and growth. That's been a word that's keep coming. Maybe growth should just be my word instead of like a tree. But that's what I mean when I say like a tree, uh, and it's just you know little by little by little. That's how growth happens, and so that's kind of where my focus has been, especially these last few months. That's good. Yeah, if you can do that in community, like you're saying, with Lauren or mm-hmm. somebody, a friend or, or whatever, that's, yeah. I think it, it sticks. I don't know. It right. just, it's when you can have a conversation about it. You know, yeah. Kelly listens to Bema. Uh, you guys have listened to Bema, mm-hmm. and she'll be, you know, listening to it. She's like, she'll hit it. She's like, stop, like, listen to this, like this, I gotta, like, and she just, like, and then we have a 15 minute conversation about whatever the line was that mm-hmm. she's just, like, all excited yeah. about. And it's just fun to, you know, to engage in, you know, in community that way right. in the Word of God. Absolutely. Yeah. But you, Josiah? Yeah. I mean, you, you opened up what I was going to talk about, which is just community. It's I've been coming more and more to the realization that we're not meant to do this alone. And, you know, you grow up hearing that, and you say it, and you know it, but until you, I don't know, this, this summer I've really just been experiencing it, and I refuse to, I refuse to submit to anything less than the way that I think that God intended uh, things to be lived out, and so we, I think it's very clear that community is important. And so, you know, we have a, a little guys group that that's, has been studying the Bible together and making that a priority. Being intentional with that has been huge. And just being able to spend time with other dudes doing life together. Um, we, you know, we study the Bible together. We we eat. We fellowship together. Um, but then, you know, a few weeks back, we had some of that crazy flooding. Um, one of our guys' basements got flooded, and so. A few of us just went over, tore out his basement, and um, and it was sort of this. Even that was as we were going along, we were just we're kind of having that conversation of man, this is this is what the Christian community should be like. And it's easy to let it just happen on Sunday mornings, and you see your friends, and you say, hey Bob, how are you? And it's I'm great, I'm great, Bill, you know. And then you kind of pass each other, right. and you don't. But so to so to be in that kind of community where it's um, you have you have your Bible study, but. You, you go beyond that and you go deeper than that and it's no big deal to just say, hey, I'm going to carve out this afternoon and we're going to get some work done because um, because that would bless you. So that's been one one thing and then just second thing I've been doing to try to um, root my life in my relationship with God is, is to get back to some of the basics of Scripture. I think we live in a world and in a culture that tries to muddy everything and muddy the waters and, and I think even for Christians, a lot of people have been trying to find ways to communicate the truth in a way that is maybe sugar-coated a little bit, or we try to find ways to make God palatable. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm inclined to do that just because I'm a people pleaser, and yeah. I like having people happy with me, and, I'm, and so I kind of naturally do that. But getting back to the basics and being able to say, this is what the Bible says, therefore, you know, the Bible says, therefore it is. And so uh, not being afraid to stand on some of those things and just if there's if there's a concept of faith that I've always believed but I don't actually really understand I've been trying to dig in and and explore some of those things more to say okay this is how I was raised I say I believe this but when I actually think about it what the heck does that even mean yeah and I've noticed 
lots of it's like you know shamefully almost it's like i've noticed so many areas in my life where if someone were to actually you know if an atheist were to walk up and say explain that to me Mm. or what do you mean by that really like what do you actually mean by i i wouldn't have an answer so those two things for me have been huge um this summer uh it's been it's been good so what would you so i think we live in a, a culture today where we kind of elevate busyness and overscheduling our lives and just, you know, running here and running there. So a, a flood happens, buddy's basement gets flooded, you know, and uh, start calling around like, hey, guys, I really need some help with my basement. Like, how, how, does, how do guys create this space to make sure that they have the ability to be in community like that and respond to, you know, Spur of the moment, disaster relief for a, a, a good buddy. You know what I'm asking? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mitch, you and I were having a conversation at lunch a couple of weeks back sort of around this topic. Mm-hmm. I think just what our priorities are are really important. So you're not always going to be able to... I, I'm not, I, I didn't carve out... When that happened, I, I didn't have like a pre-carved four hours that I was like, in case of emergency... <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but my priority of relationship will always supersede that of, say, work, for example. Mm-hmm. So if I have, I don't know, if I have something that I need to be logging in a computer and someone calls and says, my basement flooded, can you help me? I want my priority in my heart, mind, soul, life, body, strength, you know, all of those things. I want my priority of relationship to supersede that. And I think that's just something that culture has flipped. So culture today, I think I've maybe talked about this before, but there's kind of a there's kind of a hierarchy that we should have as Christians and that the world dictates that we have. And so in the world, a lot of the times work comes first and then um, whatever it is, if you're married with kids, maybe then your, your kids um, and maybe then your spouse and then your friends. And then, um, you know, there's all these all these different layers. But as a Christian, it's like, if your priority is relationship with the Lord and then by extension your relationship with the, the family that he's blessed you with, um, that helps, I think, in, in a lot of ways to, to just very practically to say, if this happens, it's not uh, sacrificing my personal time, whether I had something with work or I just had free time mm-hmm. that I was going to do my own thing with. I think it it was helpful for me already have and I'm a relational guy. I'm an extrovert. I, like for me, it wasn't a huge deal to say, yeah, I'd love to come help. But I would say for guys who are maybe more introverted, who um, or who are more work oriented, or who have very intentional time that they don't want to necessarily um, they don't want to necessarily give up, is just the priority of, of saying, hey, make sure that your relationship with other people comes first and that that I think will help yeah I think that's a really good transition into one of the other questions that we were going to bring up today is that first question we're saying how do we root our life in God but the second thing is like how are our relationships with the people in our life our wife uh, our friends our parents whoever it might be uh, and just kind of checking in on relationships and you just kind of you know hit the nail on the head there when you're talking about the priority uh, you know you're putting God first and, and then the wife and you know it's like you know, that just doesn't happen by accident. You have to set those priorities in your life and say, okay, 
no matter what, this is, you know, I know we're all in various seasons of our life. You know, Chris, you're an you know, empty nester now. The kids are grown up and moved out. I have little kids, Josiah, uh, you know, on his own still right now. And it's just like, no matter what our life looks like, it's saying, okay, God is going to come first. And then, you know, this relationship is going to come next. And so what really I started thinking about when you were talking there was like in my personal life, like you were talking about how great the community aspect of, of being in that Bible study with those guys is. But for me this summer, as, uh, to, to really strengthen the relationships in my life, I had to make it a priority to spend as much time as possible with my wife and with my kids. And so that same Bible study I was invited into, and I went a few times before the summer even started back in the spring. But this summer I was like, I'm not going to go. Like, I would love to hang out with those guys, but, you know, no offense to Josiah and those guys, my wife's more important. And her, she had changed jobs to where her work schedule was a little bit more convenient and conducive to to being together on the weekends because she used to work sometimes on the weekend and now we were both having Saturdays off and we could just make that entire day a time for just the four of us my wife and our two kids uh and yeah you're like well what does that have to do with it because you know the guys study the guys weren't meeting on on uh on the weekend but I'm like no I even need to give her more week nights because, you know, it's easy to just be like, all right, well, this night I'm going to go hang out with this friend, guy friend, and then this night I have something at the church. And then, you know, before you know it, it fills up. And I was saying, no, the relationship that I'm going to pour into is my wife. And I think when I look back, you know, three months ago to where we are now, I see growth in that relationship just because of the my one of my wife's primary level languages is quality time. And so just being together sometimes is what that relationship needs. Uh, and, and so that's kind of been my primary relational focus this summer. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's pre-pandemic. We Our house just felt like it was open to anybody and everybody. You know, we don't have key locks on any of our doors. We have keypads, so it's a number. Mm-hmm. And we, I don't even know how many people have that number. Like There were so many people who just were coming and going and staying at our place if we were there, or not even staying there when we were there, and just it felt like we were... A bed and breakfast or something I don't know um, but of course that that fell off during you know COVID and everything and just the intentionality of trying to get more get people back staying at our house and spending time with us and doing things at our house and you know we you and I were Josiah you and I were going to get together just for something fun when you got the call to go over mm. and help and it'd be like oh well the pastor has I had something with him, and I got better go and do that, you know, even if it was something fun, you know. And that's just, like, I'm just trying to get people to come to our house. I, you know, not that it's, hopefully it's not a chore for someone to come to our house, but just because we... I got to like, go hang out with him. Right, it's like the gospel comes with a house key. Like, mm-hmm. that's just opening that's up the ha- our house more and more. And uh, just, we are in a season of life where we can do that. And, like, we had people over last night. Kelly was working, and I'm like... I'm at home, and I'm I could work because nobody else would be home. I'm like, no, I'm inviting people over. Mm-hmm. And she came home. She's like, oh, I didn't know anybody was coming over tonight. And I was like, well, they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we're just relationally we're in a good place as husband and wife. And now we're trying to what's it look like for us to expand our the openness of our home um, to other people. Yeah. 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 That's good. So good. Any. I mean, I know you kind of talked about it in how your community was helping your relationship with God, but any other relational focuses that you've been working on this, this summer? 
No, I mean it's it, like I said, it's been it's been good. I've I've gotten to see my my, my blood family, right. you know, which more than I usually get do. So that's that's been good, and relationships with friends is, is good, and work is good, and so I, man, I, no complaints on my end. It's it's been a good summer for that, and intentionality has come naturally. There are things that, like you said earlier, your schedule can fill up quick, and it, and it happens fast. But um, I've always been a little bit more of a spontaneous guy, and so you know I've become more structured working at the church. You need to be a little bit, but it's been kind of nice to have some of those moments of just, uh, hey, this is happening, this is going on, let's let's go do this. And, and like you said, Chris, we were planning on hanging out, and then you know a catastrophe of some kind comes up, and it's like, and it's great because even you and I have a good enough relationship where it's like, yeah, we'll postpone, and it's no big deal, um, and and all of that stuff. So, uh, so yeah, it's been. It's been good. Um, you owe me a night on the town. Right. On. Yep. <laughs> on me. Um, yeah. So, so it's been... Yellow Bridge or Invisible Man. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See you there. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah. And I think we're talking about all this stuff, just like I said earlier, because we're just guys, right? And this podcast is for guys that are trying to live through a biblical worldview. Right. Mm. And sometimes I think we put things on ourselves that aren't necessarily through a biblical worldview uh, that aren't authentic to who we are. And we're just seeking to be transparent yeah. in what's happening in our lives as men who seek to be disciples of Jesus and filter our lives through a biblical worldview. Yeah, and that's it in a nutshell. In these final few minutes, I think we have time to answer that last question that, that we had thought about, and that was just any challenge or project that we have taken on uh, this summer kind of as a... You know, whether it's a hands-on type thing or more of a, uh, you know, relational or emotional or mental challenge. Anything that comes to your guys' mind for you personally? I had two challenges this this summer. One was hiking the Presidential Traverse. So just, you know, uh, I don't know how many miles it was. I think it's like 20 miles or something like that. It's just crazy elevation changes. And unfortunately, I got dehydrated and uh, didn't do wasn't able to climb Mount Washington that was like the ultimate uh, right. thing to do um, so I got to go back and do that so did the other ones but just I need to go back and get that one mm. and then I'm putting in a brick patio in my backyard mm. um, that that has been a challenge yeah. <laughs> I'm doing so I'm like watching what's YouTube the progress videos. report it's ha- almost halfway finished okay on Saturday I was just like Wanting to get to the halfway point, and it was like thundering and lightning all around me, and I was just like, I have got to <laughs> seek shelter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I, man, that's the hardest part. Uh, like you said earlier, Mitchell, we're all in different stages. The hardest part for me is just apartment life. It's tough, man. I, I actually just recently have started. I want to start the process of trying to look for a house, hmm. um, be a homeowner. And so I'm trying to make that happen. I'm not, not going to rush into anything, but just, just praying that the Lord would provide something. And uh, yeah, having an apartment is great in some ways because if anything breaks, if anything goes wrong, I call my landlord. He's a great guy. He takes care of it. But uh, the downside is that... Shout out I, to your landlord. Yeah, shout out to my landlord. But um, yeah, but I mean, I, the, the hard part is just that it's, it's harder to have my own projects to work on. Yeah. I can't go outside. I can't go to a little woodshed. I can't like there's... I don't have the space to say, hey, I'm gonna just sit and I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this for a little while, uh, and so that's that's tough. Hopefully, 
if I'm able to, to get a house, um, looking for something that I can maybe uh, fix up a little bit. Um, the the scale of that, I'm not sure yet, but you know, even if it's just a place that needs new floors or whatever, I would love to have a project like that to work on. So um, yeah, I mean, challenges, projects, I, I've been trying to write more music. That's just always something that I that I fall in and out of ha- the habit of, of doing. And um, so I've been doing that and challenging myself to, to finish, you know, start a song and actually finish it. Uh, so that's good. But but I would love to get some of those some of those physical projects in there as well. So you know, stay tuned. I'll, I'll keep you all posted on the on the house on the house search. But it is exciting. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens. Mitch, yeah. What about you? <laughs> None of my I, my challenges were unsuccessful. So, <laughs> um, but I, like we said, we're trying to be real and authentic. <laughs> we're, right. Authenticity is one of our uh, values here That's at Charter right. Church. Yeah. And, and so, as a as a you know relation, not what's the word I'm looking for. An honest man, right, I will go. say that my my big challenge was heading into the month of July. I had a not even a super close friend, but a, you know, kind of a, a guy that I went to college with uh, posted about uh, really want he was you know wanting to get in running and and jogging more, and he's like, you know what, I'm gonna do this challenge for the month of July. I'm gonna do uh, the 35 mile challenge and just try and get 35 miles in. You know, whatever that is, like 1.2 miles a day average or whatever. And I'm like, okay. Uh, you know, I've been running like once every week, once every two weeks, so like that would take more commitment. But let's do it. Uh, and so I signed up for it, and um, it did not go well. Uh, I think out of the 35, I got maybe 14 or 15 miles in, uh, which is I guess better than previous months of, of you know two or three miles. But uh, you know when I'm only going out one time. Uh, but it's just I say that to say that that's kind of as we head into the, the fall season, I still want to get more into the routine of, of running and, and jogging again just to get back in better shape and so I can keep up with uh, Josiah on the tennis court. Six six thirty, man. I, we're running in the morning. Join us. Okay. See, that's the thing. Tennis team is. No, just I've just run with a couple friends a, a couple times. We we've gone out at six thirty, which is not was not my idea, but it, it actually is good, man. It's, it's good to. I like waking up a little bit earlier. Yeah, even the miles that I did get in were not at six thirty in the morning. So I don't know that that time works for me with the with the little ones and their uh, inconsistencies of sleeping. So that'll be my excuse for. for this, for that, uh, for my no show at your six thirty rounds. <laughs> no, it's been great to catch up with you guys yeah. uh, over the last uh, half hour or so. Uh, I know that I'm always big on the take home for our listeners, and so what I would say is, after hearing all this, you know, we talked about earlier, summer isn't a vacation from God, but if it's kind of been that for you, it's it's okay to come back to God now and, and get back into that rhythm and routine. He's not going to turn you away, you know, whether you've you know just not picked up a Bible for three months, or whether you've been in every day. Just you know, kind of use this school year starting as a reset in, in your life to be like, okay, God is the priority first and foremost. Amen to that. Yeah. Yeah, the intentionality of your life has to increase when schedules get chaotic, yeah. when things are busy, when life is crazy. You know, sometimes we think of summer as break. It's, like I said earlier, a lot of the times it's not. A lot of the times it seems like people. it's more chaotic. People don't know exactly when they're going to be here, when they're going to be gone. Um, and the challenge is just, you know, for us guys and for everybody, but for us guys, it's like stay rooted, stay connected, stay connected with your church family. There's nothing better that, that, that you could do than, than to stay in good community with other people. Um, so stay, stay connected with that, stay rooted in, in the Word of God. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, just practice regular rest, play, um, Sabbath keeping. Um, guys, if you're not, 
if you're not taking time just to, just to play throughout the week, man. Like I think about you and I went out, Mitch and you, me, you and me and Pastor John went out the other day, tossed a frisbee around during lunch. Yeah. Right. Just like taking a little time to find ways to to recharge throughout the week in ways that it's like, yeah, we could just go right back to work after lunch, and a lot of the times we do. But you know, let's take five, ten, fifteen minutes and, and toss a disc around. So. I mean, just, just find ways that you can do that, um, that that will help you stay rooted and refreshed and able to engage with, uh, with you know, the world and the, the people around you. So, Any final thoughts, Chris? No, I think that's great. Absolutely. Well, thanks again to Nate for joining us today. <laughs> yeah. It's been exciting to have you. Again, that live studio audience feel is, is great. We're going to have to bring your friends next time and, <laughs> and have more people listening to us as we record. We'll need a laugh track then. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll bring your daddy. He'll enjoy us, right? There you go. Uh, yeah, so thank you guys for guys, you guys for listening to Who's the Man. Uh, we have a great uh, lineup of topics coming up this fall, so check back on the first Tuesday of every month uh, as we drop a new episode and hope that we can be an encouragement and a challenge uh, to you guys as you listen. If you would, just take a moment to give us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Uh, it would mean a lot to us to, to let others know uh, what this podcast has meant to you. But until next time, uh, we encourage you guys to go out and live like Jesus. <laughs>